We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. The Grow Lincoln Facebook page has nearly 7,000 likes and over 7,000 followers. As long as you're an advertiser on our show, we promote your on-air interview and podcast on this page. Message us on Facebook or X if you'd like to join the Grow Lincoln family. This segment is possible today because of Lower Platte South Natural Resource District and our new sponsors, Body Fit Training and Sorghum United. Coming up on the show, new proposed guidelines for paying overtime. Baylor Law will be in to explain. And how to get a free furnace from John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. What do you do if getting a commercial loan for your business or building is difficult? Jim Reef will be in to save the day. He's with Nebraska Enterprise Fund. Well, Robin, why don't we introduce our first guest so that we can all get an education? Yeah, yeah. Some things changing in the um, employee overtime, or at least some proposed regulation that all the businesses need to know about. We want to welcome Christopher Schmidt from Baylor. Make sure I say all the names right. Baylor. Wolf and Tannehill. Wolf and Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah. You have recently grown your company and moved a bigger space up in your, how's your new space in the, you're, you're in the... What Union used Bank to be place. Wells Fargo and is now Union Bank at 12th and Oh, How's your new space? It's terrific. We merged with another law firm, Wolf Snowden, effective January 1. And then over the summer, we moved up a few floors, both firms. We're now on the ninth floor of Union Bank Place. The the bank and coffee shop are now open on the main level. Oh, it's, yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get a lot more light when you're up there higher, don't you? Three floors makes a world of <laughs> a difference. A lot of difference, yeah. <laughs> well, good. And do are attorneys better about keeping things digital or did you still have a lot of paper you had to move? Moving was an undertaking. They basically kicked us out for a week and said, <sighs> work at home. Come back next week, and it'll be a whole new space. Oh, wow. Good for you. Well, let's jump into our overtime topic here. What branch of government is issuing this new regulation for over employee overtime? Yeah, the proposed rule that you mentioned comes from the Department of Labor, which comes from uh, – is part of the executive branch. And what that means is that it is prone to significant change with each passing presidential election, <sighs> which – for companies means that they are forced to take this roller coaster ride of sorts every every four years potentially. Yeah, but it's great for you guys because you have to constantly uh, come to us and give us advice. Job security for us, headaches for companies. <laughs> right. Hey, when do you think some of these uh, uh, issues might go into effect? It's not entirely clear. So just within the last couple of weeks, the rule was announced, and that triggered a 60-day notice and comment period where companies can actually write to the DOL and provide their thoughts as to what this rule proposes, either in favor or uh, against. And so that period won't end until November 7th. And it's difficult to say right now, there's no effective date, but we're looking at January 1, I would say at the earliest and potentially after that. Well, what what do we know about Yeah, I was going to say, man, I've seen a few things and these are fairly significant changes. Yeah. So... You hear about the Fair Labor Standards Act, and what comes to mind is overtime and minimum wage requirements. And here we're talking about overtime pay and who is entitled to that. 
currently, if you work over 40 hours a week, you are generally entitled to overtime pay at time and a half unless you are exempt. And there is this test that goes along with that where you have to perform certain duties like those that are executive or administrative or professional in nature. You have to be paid on a salary basis as opposed to hourly. And then your salary has to be at a certain threshold. And currently that threshold is a little over $35,000 a year or $684 a week. What this rule does is increase that amount by over 50% up to $55,000 a year or a little over $1,000 a week. So it's a substantial increase that will affect many, many employees and therefore employers. And it could also end up being kind of short term, too, if what, if the presidential administration changes, this could end up only being in effect for a few months or a year or two. Potentially, there's not a lot of historical precedent for presidents uh, undoing the work of the prior administration in this realm. That's probably true. What is more likely that we will see are legal challenges to this. So, for example, President Obama, uh, before his tenure ended, tried to increase the amount substantially, and a district court actually struck that down. And before that legal process played out, we had a presidential election, and the whole thing became moot. And President Trump did make a change, but not not near as high as President Obama had proposed. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering is, do they ever get rolled back? Do you think from what you've read that it could be changed based on the public comment? Or do you think they're really planning to steamroll ahead with this? I suspect that they plan to steamroll ahead with it. Not that the comment period is is an opportunity that companies should not consider and pursue. Because again, this has the potential to affect massive change on the workforce and employees and companies, particularly their bottom lines and paychecks. So the comment period is a worthwhile process to partake in, but uh, I think that it is optimistic to think that the comment period will result in substantive changes. So really fast before you go out, summarize again what wages this may raise to at which you will still be required to pay overtime. So if the proposed rule goes into effect as it is currently drafted or, or articulated, an employee would need to make $1,059 a week or $55,068 per year in order to be exempt. And we're talking about many, many employees who fall within that zone between the current threshold, which is about $35,500, and this new threshold, which is $55,000. Big change. Take note of this. This is a big change. How do we reach you, Christopher, if if employee employers uh, need to find out how to set this up in more detail. Yeah, so the website has our contact information. We have an employment practices group team that is ready, willing, and able to assist with any companies trying to navigate this potential change because even though it is not set to go into effect until early 2024, there are still steps that can and should be taken. Otherwise, our phone number is 402-475-1075. Christopher Schmidt, Baylor Law Firm, um, Baylor Evanen, Wolf and Tannehill. There you go. Well, Quiz and you I'm got getting it. it. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm the one that gets to say it all the time. So uh, in, in their brand new space at the Wells Fargo Now Union Bank okay. building downtown. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Coming up next, um, John Henry's plumbing will be in. There is a way to get a free heater for some people here in Lincoln. We'll find out what that is. It's Grow Lincoln. 
1499.3-KLIN. To hear Girl Lincoln episodes with businesses opening, closing, and interviews with businesses, owners, and managers in our community, check out KLIN.com and the podcast section of the website or Girl Lincoln on Apple Podcasts. This segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Business, and a new sponsor, Trans World Business Advisors. How to get a free furnace? We're we've got John from John Henry's Plumbing in studio today. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Good to have. Good to be here. And we've had you before, and and we just had to clarify that you're not the. John mentioned in John Henry's, but you are one of several. <laughs> I am just a John at John Henry's. Yes, yes. No celebrities. Hey, I don't think that that's the, I think he's the John just because, <laughs> but maybe not the John Henry, but he's the John. In, in Dave, my mind. In right? Dave's mind. There you go. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Well, when we were planning, we were planning this show a few weeks ago, and honestly, it was hard to even think about this with a straight face, but we were, we were talking about you're you were going to offer this thing about air conditioning and then a free furnace um but now the weather has like drastically changed is this changing your work schedule to have this cool weather now yeah a little bit you know as lincoln uh, residents we go through this transitional period here into september and october where you wake up and you turn your furnace on. I know. But then you come you home later guilty. in the day and you turn your air conditioner yeah, on. Yeah, right? you get carpal tunnel going right. back and forth. So during this transitional period here, we are trying to help out our customer base, our clients, and offer a free furnace to all of our customers with the purchase of a 16-sear or higher air conditioner or heat pump. Okay, wow. there you That's go. Nice. Yeah, and, and to me, that whole world of... What what about a heat pump? And, you know, should I be doing something like that? I mean, that is kind of an interesting ad here in our culture. Yeah, it is. And it's it's real popular now. There's some tax credits. There's some good rebates and things with that, too. So we try to go into every home, have a good conversation with the homeowner to see if that's a good uh, product for them to have. And, and a lot of customers have been going that route again. Sure. Interesting. Well, since uh, both Robin and I are in uh, commercial real estate, uh, how does this apply to commercial buildings? And, you know, do these, you know, things operate the same with a small business? Yeah. So this will apply to split systems. So any system that's got a split condensing unit somewhere on the roof or the ground and some sort of a furnace unit. So you'll see them a lot of times in the closet of an office somewhere. So that's okay. Just doesn't work with things like rooftops and of that nature. Hmm. But if it's a split system, similar to what you'd see in a house, in an office yeah. building. Which some small business owners. Well, yeah. I a mean, lot of them. A lot yeah. of them have, you know, people hide their furnaces up in the ceiling. Yes, above the ceiling yep. uh, tiles frequently. Yep. Uh, but, but your point is a separate furnace and AC condenser. That's the whole point. Yep. Okay. Excellent. For someone who's limped along with an old unit for a lot of years and hasn't paid close attention to how much heaters and air conditioners have changed, or maybe someone has bought a new home and they've never been through this before, um, educate us a little bit about Freon and energy efficiency and how the cost to buy um, heating and air conditioning has gone up, but yet you have this trade-off with the savings in, in energy. 
Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, typically, what a homeowner will see, uh, there's been a lot of changes in technology, and the technology changes have caused price increases over the last decade, and even more here recently after the, the pandemic and whatnot. But with that technology tra- uh, cost is a trade-off of immense efficiencies. Hmm. We can now hit furnace efficiencies as high as 99%. I mean, 99% Ooh. is nearly is nearly perfect. Sear ratings on outdoor units like heat pumps and air conditioners have climbed well into the 20s now. To put that in perspective, back in the 80s, the sear rating of a typical air conditioner could have been four. And the, and the efficiency wow. of a typical furnace could have been 55%. Hmm. So we've come a long way on that. Well, and so a lot that. of customers see that as a as a it's beneficial monthly when they change that out. All right, man. Well, it's a big deal when it was eighty percent efficient. Yeah, and the ten seer air conditioner was like a game changer. Right. In like early. Once you 2000s. hit double digits, it was yeah. that was a big deal. Yes, it was. So yeah, if you've been putting that off and you're upset about the cost, it's still it's amazing what these things can do. Um, your website says that you offer financing, and it mentions like three different ways that you can finance the installation. So from a business point of view, why did your company decide to jump into the financing? Because that sounds risky, or is it more of a referral program, and once you, they click on one of the three, you're pretty much done with it? Or yeah. how does that work? It's a little bit of both. So John Henry's is always trying to find new ways to provide our customers with the best absolute value possible. And so we always offer things like cleaner air products, uh, text message communications, and things like financing and things like that. So what we've done is we've partnered with a few select banks to help us offer our clients financing options. So the financing is done through those banks, but anytime we partner with someone, we assume that they are an arm of John Henry's. So we do, we are very picky about that. So we have three banks that we have selected that we trust to help our customers and and give them that option for financing. So you'll see the three options. Typically, it's in length. So we have some short-term 0% financing, and we have some long-term low payment options as well. Nice. Good stuff. Um, You've been listening to John from John Henry's and Plum. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Electrical. Which is a whole new um, division. How do people get a hold of you? We have multiple numbers, but I think we all know it's yeah. 435. Are you going to see 55, 55. <laughs> no, go. I will not ruin your radio show by saying it today. <laughs> and then, of course, the Google machine, John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. This is going to update us on inflation. This is going to be good. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business. And our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Be sure to stay with us until the very end of the show. Our last segment is about businesses opening, closing, and moving around in Lincoln. And we usually know about a restaurant or two. And this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. This week, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, and inflation numbers were both in the news. It was, I guess, interesting might be one word. Um, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts broke down the numbers for us for this week's show. Welcome to the show, Roger. Thanks for having me again. You know, you're right. Inflation numbers were in the news in a big way this week. Um, 
You know, you mentioned the consumer price index. Uh, it rose 3.7% on an annual basis, but when you exclude food and energy, it rose 4.3%. The Federal Reserve looks at core inflation without food and energy more closely. That's because it's more volatile, so they exclude that. Okay, if you don't mind a little Robin rant right here. I'm a... <laughs> have a problem with this because it's not like we can cut out food and energy They're, those are basics so to me that's kind of like asking me how big my home is and then subtracting the bathrooms and the closets because I don't live in them because I live in the other rooms <laughs> so could you like pass on my concerns to the feds please? I will do my best to pass those concerns on okay uh, you know I, I need you. to track down uh, Jerome Powell's uh, phone number though but uh <laughs> Maybe but, maybe he has a website. Maybe he has a It'll website. It'll be called, yeah. you know, Robin's Concerns, Jerome. <laughs> but <laughs> Now, I understand why they do it, okay? Yeah, I get sure, it. he goes yeah, defending exactly. the Fed. I yeah, knew exactly. it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. You know, uh, I don't really know why they pull it out, but they do. Uh, that's just a core number that they look at. But, you know, so we wrote down some of the items uh, that they came out with. We wanted to see really what went up. Uh, maybe the most or went down the most. Some of the items that was kind of interesting that went up the most, maybe you didn't think about it or haven't thought about it, but vehicle insurance was up just over 19%. If That's you went, huge. It's huge. What? Are you saying that vehicles took a big jump in price or something lately and it costs more to insure them? Well, <laughs> it could very well be. But, you know, if you had to repair your vehicle, that was up over 17%. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, here in Lincoln, uh, if you have gotten your garbage uh, bill recently, it's also gone up. Uh, that was up just under 9%. Pet food was up uh, about 8.7%. 8, 8. Pet food? And then like rent. Uh, wow. And I've been seeing this across, uh, across the country as well. But uh, uh, if you are renting your residence, that's up about 7.8% as well. So pretty significant. Wow. Well, what about some categories that might have some deflation? Yeah, we got to bring in the good news, too, when things go down. Uh, one of the things that they mentioned was airline fees, which was down just over 13%. Wait, fees? Fees. Not ticket prices. Well, that's my understanding. It would be fees. Fees. Okay. So televisions, if you have one out and bought a new television, that's down about 10%. And we were talking off-air about major appliances, so if you bought a major appliance, it's down a little over 8%. And then, Robin, you had mentioned uh, vehicles. If you bought a used car or truck recently, that's down about 6.8%. So good news, at least on some of the fronts, uh, things have came down a little bit. Commercial building rental increases are based probably more on consumer price index than really any other factor. So how did, how is that? Yeah, the August CPI numbers did go up. Uh, you know, we had a discussion group, and we have this discussion group every uh, month in Omaha uh, is where it is. And we actually have a professor that's an economist that's in this group. And we were discussing the CPI numbers, and we all had kind of came to the consensus that we were expecting those numbers to go up this week. So, you know, at least uh, what we were thinking was accurate this time around. The Federal Reserve uh, meets next week, so we'll have to see what they uh, feel or decide on the interest rates. I think a lot of people are still thinking they're going to keep it steady, no rate increases, but we'll have to wait and see on that uh, as well. 
they had indicated that uh, they may move higher uh, maybe in the fall yet. Uh, so you may still see a rate increase, but we'll have to wait and see for next week. Well, talk about uh, increases and decreases. What, what, what happened to the market this week? Yeah, market's been pretty well uh, up for the most part, and uh, I think through September 14th, at least last time I looked at it, the Dow Jones was up uh, about 5.31% for the year. The NASDAQ composite is up about 33%, and the Standard & Poor's 500 was up uh, just over 17% for the year. So pretty good numbers. Big numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Oh, very informative. Thanks for coming in today, Roger. You're welcome. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Bertha Fisher and Company Financial Services, BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger, and I'm not being compensated. Coming up next, have have you been rejected for a commercial loan for your business or your building? There may be a workaround for it. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. If you are a business owner and missed our first segment, you do need to be aware there may be some new regulation coming into effect in January. The pay of employees who are going to be eligible for overtime is probably going to vastly increase. So if you missed that interview, you'll want to check us out on Apple Podcasts or on the KLIN website, the Shows tab, look for the podcast. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evnen Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. Business needs to keep going in Lincoln. We need to continue to start businesses. Businesses continue to need capital so that they can operate and grow, but it has gotten tougher with the interest rates. So it, so on the phone today, we have Jim Reif. He's with Nebraska Enterprise Fund to talk about gap funding here in those situations where all of a sudden you're instead of looking at 25% down, you're looking at 40% down. Um, welcome to the show, Jim. Thanks, Robin and Ted. Glad to be here. Well, explain what you do and how your organization is funded. Yeah, I'll go real quick, Robin. Um, we're, I'm with the Nebraska Enterprise Fund, and we have we're what's called a CDFI, a Community Development Finance Institution. And our whole role is to help fill that gap when the bank isn't quite able to make a good deal work. And we do that through both um, direct lending through our revolving loan fund, as well as gap financing, where we can come in and work with the bank provide that that in between so say just like robin said you get 65 percent from the bank we can fill that gap we also do training programming and one-to-one coaching for small businesses and entrepreneurs looking to start up uh jim this is dave albers how is your organization funded yeah, thanks. Um, we, we're multiple source. We we receive um, funding from the federal government as well as the state government. Some of that is program specific, so we need to um, produce and, and provide certain specific targets. Some of that is for our revolving loan fund, so we get funding from Department of Economic Development, for example, to help build our revolving loan fund. We also get support from foundations, from several of our community banks, um, a shout out to the hard work that our bankers do across Nebraska, and 
we also have interest, and so we have part of our funds are self-funded, where we're funded ourselves. So we have multiple tiers, um, the same for for our balance sheet and our, and our lending portfolio. We also have multiple sources of funding, so we're able to, to really have a lot of flexibility in how we can work with businesses. How might the interest rates and debt change if you come along and assist? Um, that's going to depend, Robin, on the different products, but we do have a product on the state small business credit initiative program. It's a U.S. Treasury program, but that does allow us to blend rates with the bank. So sometimes we're able to blend a rate down a little bit. We Otherwise, our, our funds are very competitive with bank rates, um, and we do have a fixed rate. So with interest rates moving up, um, you know what you get with us. And we also have no early prepayment penalty. So even if you do really well and, and decide to pay the loan off early or find another alternative that is a better deal for you, um, there is no penalty for, for that. So what types of businesses and buildings are you looking to do your loans and what types of lending do you tend to avoid? Um, really, because we're, we're, we get federal funds and, and state funds, public funds, the things we, we try to avoid are the, the normal um, socially questionable businesses, you know, maybe a hookah bar, some, some of the um, 100% alcohol only, you know, businesses such as that. Otherwise, as long as it's legal, we're going to look at, at being able to do it. And we will, um, we need it to be owner-occupied or owner-run. Owner so it needs to be something where the owner is actually physical and active in the business that we've funded recently, a lot of trucking, a lot of transportation, some small grocery stores, um, convenience marts, um, social services like daycares, adult um, facilities, um, employment agencies. We have a whole wide range of um, consultants that want to get started but maybe need their equipment to get going, um, as well as some of the biggest, um, some of the bigger growing businesses is, as well. Do you have any example of maybe a business in Lincoln that you were just personally gratified to see them pull through something with one of the products that you offer? Uh, yeah, I have two actually, Robin, one just started um, called the naughty Buddha and L Ali um, came to us early in the last year, early this year, expanding the, the opportunity and they do vegan restaurant food. Um, we had our board meeting in Lincoln, the, and tried their food, and it was amazing. So it was just really, really exciting to be able to see how that funding could help build another business. The second one, Darren runs um, Mid-America Casings, and he identified a need for high-quality tire casing so that he could do retreading for semi semis, and he was able to use our funds to, to really get his business up and going and He's looking at expanding. So both of those are super examples in Lincoln, two totally different areas, one service restaurant, one is light manufacturing um, business. Jim Reif from Nebraska Enterprise Fund. Explain how to find you on the website, Jim. Yeah, our website is nebbiz.org. So that's N-E-B-B-I-Z dot O-R-G. 
You can write an email to me at jimr at nebbiz.org. And my um, office number and extension is 402-685-5500 and extension 155. If you need gap funding or your banker just doesn't seem as easy to work with as they maybe would have been a year or two ago, check this out, Nebraska Enterprise Fund. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Nice information. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Robin Eshelman with you today from Eshelman Commercial Real Estate. And Dave Albers of the Albers Company. This segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Some news from downtown, former corn popper at 14th and N. We all know kind of where that is, south of the library, which... What are they doing, a library bond thing again? Are they trying that again? I think that's right, Robin, but I can't remember exactly. I hate to say that. Uh, 14th, and and they've changed this. It's no longer Corn Popper. It is Culinary Kitchen. That is a test kitchen with breakfast, brunch, and lunch waffles open Monday through Friday, 8 through 3. They have smoked ham, pepper jacks, cheese, avocado, and tomato. And this is one of the family members of the, the Da Vinci's Pizza family oh, yeah. that is doing this. That's interesting. Uh, Robin, uh, staying uh, north here, this is out on North 27th uh, between Cornhusker and Superior. The Center for People is adding a greenhouse. I saw that building permit come up. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's a pretty large facility that they're in already. Uh, This uh, construction permit was $130,000. You know, there's a a policy, I don't know what you call it, like a policy preference thing going through the planning commission and the city council about... um, food sources in Lincoln and making locally grown food, even trying to do some locally grown food right here in the city. Oh. Um, So you can provide fresh food for people that live in food deserts and people have access to fresh food as opposed to imported food. And so there, there's these like procedures or preferences going through that the city council is supposed to endorse. And I got really excited because I have, a greenhouse for sale in Lincoln, and I can't say where because it's somebody trying to sell their business. They have to contact me, but um, but I got really excited and I thought I'm going to reach out to the city and ask them. You know, would you like to buy this greenhouse? It's right in town. You can do your organic gardening and your locally grown and sourced food right here in the city. Right. Um, and they like said no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any money. They don't know of anybody that has any money. Hey, we've got these great ideas, but we're not going to fund anything. We're not going to fund anything. No. There you go. Well, you know, welcome to the world. It was a good idea. Right. (laughs) Okay. Pass your preference. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, um, let's go on up twenty seventh and Cornusker. There's right. some news there. Yeah, uh, this is. Uh, it's actually super... it's actually behind Super yes, Saver. It is behind, and when we say behind, we mean to the west. Why don't you go ahead, Robin? Um, the the actual address is thirty two sixty North Twenty Third Street. Several new businesses going into a new development hidden back behind the quick shop and behind the um, super saver there to north, northwest of all of that. Um, and one of them is Orkin. They, Which I think a lot of people are familiar with that. Well, you probably had some bugs this summer, and so you would have called them, but brand new warehouse space for them. And then a personal trainer. Yeah, Speedville personal trainer. Uh, they're also going in there. And, Putting in a gym. And we don't know the name of this, but there is an automotive uh, facility going yeah, in. Yeah, go, automotive repair going in. So um, some buildings back there behind and some services for that neighborhood. Up on this is 27th, up near Autumn Ridge, like yeah. 26th Street, Autumn Ridge. So that's a little bit closer. It's north of Superior and up by the interstate, right? Well, further. Or is it south of Superior? No, it's it would be it's a little uh, north, bit north. It'd be north of Superior. This is at five thousand North Twenty Six, CHI uh, Autumn Ridge has a, a new complete care that they're doing, and they pulled uh, a building permit for some tenant improvements, and they're just a- adding some additional area, re- renovating some offices. But just for that, one hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. You know, speaking of CHI, and they've been spending some money on real estate lately. Yeah. And they went through some rough years a few years ago, but I've been going down to that new clinic at 40th and Yankee Hill. Oh, yes. It's on the southeast corner, like Cata Corner from Target. And they're building this, like this dome or something outside of the building. So I asked, well, like, what is that? Well, they have a little pharmacy there. And so that little dome next to that CHI is going to be a place where you can drive through and get vaccinations, kind of like what we oh. did during COVID. Really? That's nice. Yeah. And then, so then somebody was asking me what is being built down there near 40th and Yankee Hill. Is it fast food? And I thought it was the dome and, but I was wrong. It it was a, it's a Casey's gas at 44th and Yankee Hill. Okay. So there's actually two things going on when you drive along there, new construction projects on that south side. One is the dome for CHI's pharmacy. And if you keep going just about two blocks, there's a um, some construction for Casey's Gas, and they have a sign-up that they're trying to hire people. Oh, that's nice. Huh. Uh, Antelope Valley, Robin, we've got some stuff that uh, we had talked about. Uh, a little bit on our segment that we do on Thursday. This is 23rd Street Net Zero. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, on Thursdays we appear on Jack Mitchell's morning show, and we announced on that show one Thursday that um, in Antelope Valley there's going to be a three-story mixed-use building with six micro-restaurants for new and emerging food businesses. It's going to have outdoor patio dining. Um, The upper-level residential units are going to be targeting net-zero annual energy usage. There's going to be public investment of this in the amount of $444,400. So in other words, um, some tax increment financing is going to be used on this. 
And I think their building is the pri- on the private side. They have to pay $3.6 million. So it's about a $4 million project that will have a little food court. My understanding is they want to provide something affordable for ethnic businesses in that neighborhood that are trying to do startups and just don't have the money or don't have the options. Sure, sure. Well, we've been uh, talking uh, about things uh, north and then there in the Telegraph District. Shall we head south? Yeah, since I kind of detoured there anyway, yeah. shall we pick up more of that south new, that Yeah, we sort of jumped and came back, but let's pick up a little bit more South Lincoln news here. This is west of Marshall Home Goods. Uh, Caused a little bit of a buzz on our Facebook page. Scissors and Scotch Barbershop is going in to that location. There are some things you cannot get through without a drink. (laughs) And apparently it's a guy needing a haircut and a drink. Yes, and and we wanted to emphasize it's not for the person who has to cut the guy's hair. That's not who's getting the scotch. It would be the actual guy himself. Um, and it's interesting. It's going into an apartment complex building on the right. first floor. Yeah. But it's right next to that shopping center where Marshall's is. Also, um, there's an insurance company, an Aflac Insurance, that's going in, again, the first floor of an apartment building. It's just kind of kind of different. I haven't, You don't see a lot of that. Robin, we got a question uh, uh, a little while ago from, is it, do you call it Low? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Low Spalding uh, asking on South 48th and Van Dorn, any word on what is uh, what they're doing uh, behind O'Reilly Auto Parts? Well, the answer is shoot 360 or 360 shoot one or the other i can't remember precisely how that is but it is a basketball uh going to be a basketball facility uh for folks basketball so like basketball school huh yes basically a basketball school yes um food news at 1500 old cheney so 14th and old cheney road um culver's doing an interior remodel yeah this is a, another one of those things that I always am, uh, want our listeners to know that these these franchises uh, are constantly having to upgrade all the time. This was only a $75,000 upgrade, but, you know, once again, they don't just stop. They keep, they keep trying to improve their facilities all the time. And then we've got another, uh, talk about a local business that's done well. This is Union Bank at 1801 Pine Lake. Uh, they're doing an office renovation uh, at that space just to enclose some offices and put in some open space and cubicles. A million dollars, Robin. Yeah. And I would say Union Bank, you know, one of Lincoln's largest corporates, um, they have been doing quite a bit. Well, they've moved into, yeah. And moved into that. And the, there's a coffee shop there now. Yeah. So. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Send us pictures or questions you have about construction around Lincoln on Facebook or Twitter.